the scripture reading for tonight comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, uh, 14 through 29. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some said, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead. That is why these powers are at work in him. But others said, it is Elijah. And others said, it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I have beheaded, has been raised. For Herod had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and kept him safe. When he heard him, he was much perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will grant it. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the baptizer. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard and gave orders to bring his head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The word of the Lord. I don't see why you're so upset. What is it that you want? You know, you know, I could just leave. I could walk out of here. I could get a job anywhere. I could find a much happier life. I don't need to stay here. A of course you don't. I don't need you to tell me that. Okay, well, maybe I'll just sit down and, and be quiet for a while. Sure. And look at me. All innocent and perfect. Will I constantly feel the need to defend myself? You'll act so understanding and just sit there with your idiotic grin. Okay, so do you want me to sit? Or dance? Or am I perfect? Am I an idiot? You know, it depends on who's looking. It's, it's like, you know, uh, people called Jesus perfect. Nietzsche called him an idiot. Nietzsche said Jesus was weak. He hated fighting and pain and suffering, and that drew him out of the real world into a spiritual world that was so interior, nothing could affect it. It's easy to pretend that you love everyone. It's easy to pretend to be good when nothing can actually affect you. Once life, once real life can affect you, you need to struggle with it. You need to cry over the sad parts, get seduced over the sensuous parts, shake your fists at the fates, just like all truly great and interesting people have done before. You act so calm, but it's only because you're weak. It's only because you're trapped in this relationship, in this life, and you pretend to be so at peace, so good, but it's only because you're not being honest with yourself. I don't need that anymore. Maybe everyone thinks that I'm crazy, 
But you know what? At least I'm still alive. Okay, okay, fine. I'm, I'm weak. I'm an idiot. But hopefully I'm Dostoevsky's kind. You know, Nietzsche was really talking about Jesus as Dostoevsky's idiot, as Prince Mishkin, who sees the beautiful in everyone, and his simplicity, his, his, uh, re his refusal to play the ridiculous social games and politics disarms everyone he meets. Seeing the good in the world seems more like a strength than a weakness, even if it puts you at odds with the way that most people see things. And sure, maybe you have power, maybe just like Natasha in that story. You remember that scene where Natasha invites everyone to her birthday party? She's going to announce whom she's going to marry, and everyone's anxious. It's either Ganya, who doesn't love her, but will get money for marrying her, or that violent Rogozhin. Now, of course, Prince Mishkin only sees the beauty in her, not the woman of questionable morals that everyone else is seeing. He crashes her party. He offers to marry her. He says he'll always respect her, and she knows that it's true. Finally, she has a good choice. For a moment, you think this is the moment that love pulls through, that love can redeem even the craziest situation. And Natasha seems like she's going to accept the love and marry the prince, but just when you think it's all settled, she rejects the prince and runs off with Lugosian. She says she can't accept the prince since it will ruin him. She'll ruin him. She, only th she thinks the only power that she has is power to ruin, is evil power, is bad power. It's her self-hatred that keeps her from engaging in that reality. The pain isn't the reality. Love is. She chooses the bad. She chooses the pain. She thinks, so, so you think I'm choosing this? You think this is my fault? You know, I don't know. But you know what? You don't have to be so angry. Life's not perfect. We can get through this together. Together. Where you're the saint and I'm the sinner. The more noble you are, the worse I look. You know, people look at me and they think, why are they still together? They want to make you see how awful I am. Ugh, I can't stand the way that they look at me. It's like they know everything that I've done, and I can't even defend myself. Why can't they look at it from my perspective for a change? Look, I'm not really that bad of a person. Are you that scared? Are you that scared of what everyone thinks? I thought you were the strong and independent one. Okay, first you tell me I'm angry, and now you tell me I'm scared? That's it. You can't talk to me like that. I'm done with you. Fine. Go ahead and leave. You can get rid of me, but you won't feel any better. You're just going to rip someone else's head off next. <laughs>